You're listening to B2B Nation, a podcast from Technology Advice designed to help marketers navigate the modern B2B buyer's journey. Here's your host, Mike Pastor. If you're old enough to remember when the internet was a new thing, you might nod along to what I'm about to say. And if you're not, just walk the story with me for a minute. One of the promises of a world connected by this massive computer network was that a small business outside, say, Nashville, Tennessee, could find and work with clients beyond the Nashville area. And they didn't have to print a catalog and pay to mail it or become a traveling salesman, remember when those were a thing, to do it. This was a big deal. And so today, small businesses and entrepreneurs often create an online presence on day one, if not sooner. And once they're on the internet, they look around and see everyone else is too. Getting visibility and growing your business using digital marketing means understanding and even mastering a growing number of marketing tactics. And they include search engine optimization, social media lead generation, content marketing, and more. I'm Mike Pastor from Technology Advice, and in this episode, we turn to John Mann, who helps small businesses and entrepreneurs do exactly that. John Mann, welcome to B2B Nation. Why don't you take a minute and introduce yourself? All right. Uh, I currently work as a consultant uh, in the SEO, digital marketing field. Um, my niche is kind of the small business owner in Middle Tennessee that may not have the budget or the means to uh, bring a full-time digital marketing person onto their staff or maybe someone that's just getting started and um, just needs a nudge in the right direction. So that's kind of my niche, the small business owner. Previously worked in uh, legal advertising at an advertising firm here in Nashville and before that uh, several years in behavioral healthcare marketing. So that's kind of where I uh, honed a lot of my um, skills before going out of my own. That's kind of where I'm at now. Very passionate about helping small business owners, teaching them what I've learned through trial and error over the years. Okay, so let's, let me set up a scenario for you. Okay. Let's say I run a small B2B organization, like a managed service provider. Our listeners okay. might remember a previous episode where we talked about marketing your managed service provider channel business. And I'm looking to expand my client base geographically because one of the great things about managed service providers model is I don't need to stick to my immediate area. Maybe I want to break into some new industries. Maybe I work with a lot of law firms, but healthcare is hot. So I want to get in with like doctor's offices and providing them with services. And I start to explore some online marketing options and I see organic search, SEO. I see paid search, search engine marketing, organic social, paid social campaigns. At this point, I'm maybe starting to feel a little overwhelmed, but then there's content marketing. There's video content marketing on YouTube. There's putting a blog on my site and building landing pages for lead generation. And at this point, I'm like, maybe I'm going to call this fellow John Mann and see if he can help me out. How do you help me decide where to get started? Well, before you begin any big digital marketing campaign like that, you want to make sure that all of the on-site issues, if there are any, uh, are addressed on your website. So you want to fix all the holes in your boat before you set out to sea. So that could be making sure that all of the phone numbers, uh, your phone number on your website is clickable on mobile devices. Um, that could be making sure that your website is mobile friendly, has a mobile friendly version with a responsive design. Um, you want to make sure that maybe schema markup has been implemented into the website. Maybe you want to re redesign your website 
and you've been putting that off for a while, I would do that before beginning any big campaign. I would also maybe four or four pages, broken links, uh, redirecting those to a live page. Because if you start the, an SEO campaign without addressing those, it's going to be limited in its effectiveness. So after you address that, um, I think the best route for most businesses would be the organic search landing page for lead generation route. Because with SEO that you're going to, um, that's equity that you're putting into your website when you publish content. Once your paid options, whether that's paid social media, pay-per-click advertising, you know, once the budget runs out, you know, the results, they stop. But when you're putting equity into your website, it's going to keep yielding fruit. So you use the example of law firms. So let's say um, an attorney uh, with a license uh, can practice anywhere in the state of Tennessee. So let's say he has one office in downtown Nashville, but Brentwood and Franklin are just down the road and he can get clients in that area as well. With each page you add to your website, you have an SEO title and a meta description, and it's best to localize those so that you want a service page uh, for each service you offer and then you want to localize it. So he defends people that have been hurt in car accidents. So you want a car accidents page and your SEO title would be car accident lawyer, Nashville, Tennessee. But because there's character limits, you're not going to be able to target Brentwood and Franklin that way. So for these other areas, you'll need a car accident page that targets Brentwood, car accident page that targets Franklin, that sort of thing. So I would, I would um, go with landing pages for lead generation that way. And then um, you also have to remember that when we're doing searches um, for services, there's usually a location attached to it. So that could be steakhouses, Chicago, nail salons, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, th th that's, that's the way people search. They look for the service and the area. Um, and that's how you want to optimize your website. Uh, Pay-per-click advertising, you really need someone on your staff or a consultant that knows what they're doing. Because you can burn through those dollars and it not yield anything for you, but clicks to your website. It, it, just because you're spending money doesn't mean they're going to convert. Doesn't mean they're going to send you an email inquiring about your services. Doesn't mean they're going to pick up the and, and give you a phone call. They could just be clicking to your website. And you also have to be really good with pay-per-click advertising ads. Uh, calculating your return on investment, understanding how to do that. And then um, the more competitive your industry is, the more you're going to have to spend because it operates on a bidding system. So that, that's, a, that's a much more complex route. Social media, that interrupts their attention for a little while because, you know, they're scrolling through their timeline. Is that going to turn them into a customer? It's definitely worth doing. You definitely want to do it. But is that where you'd start? Probably not. Uh, I think you mentioned blogging. Um, when you're coming up with blogging content, you want to get in the mind of your reader or your customer. What questions am I usually asked? And how are they going to go into the search engines and look for that answer? And that's going to be your title. And that it will help your website rank better overall. But the problem you often run into with blogs is what do we do when we find an answer on Wikipedia or Quora or Yahoo Answers? We get the answer, then we leave. You know, we don't necessarily become a customer once we find the answer. So definitely beneficial, but again, not somewhere I'd start. And I was working on a on a piece that we're going to publish on our blog in the next mm -hmm. week or so. We talked about, yeah, okay, site visits are great. Someone clicked on your ad or your your search engine marketing placement. Visits are nice. Staying is better. So time on site um, right. for visitors, you know, probably a more valuable metric than just, hey, they showed up. Yeah, and whether it's a, uh, a service page or a blog page, you always want a clear call to action. So that I get there, now what do I do? It's, I think it's good to have your phone number 
in a prominent position on all pages of your website. Not every business will need the chat option. That's great if, uh, if you can utilize it. And then contact forms. Some people prefer email than pick up the phone. Um, or you provide an opportunity for them to email you if they're interested in what you offer. So call to actions are very important too. How do you help clients decide which tactics or platforms are worth their time? And I'm sort of thinking about social media here. The list yeah. of platforms is getting pretty long. You go to a lot of company pages and they have the social icons where you can find the company and the list. You know, now there's like half a dozen icons. Yeah. Instagram, yeah. Pinterest, Snap, Facebook, Twitter, and B2B, you probably got to have LinkedIn. How do you help people decide how do they prioritize which ones are the right ones for them? Which ones should they ignore or maybe just put off for a while? Okay. So but before you get there, there, I think there's two steps I would recommend for uh, businesses. And that one is to at least create a profile on every platform, even if you don't plan on using it. Um, there's a thing concept called social signals and it's disputed um, how effective it is at helping your website rank how big of a role it plays in SEO, uh, but it's better be safe than sorry. Make sure you have a profile on every platform. And then after that, it's good to identify a social media management tool to use like a Hootsuite or Buffer or CoSchedule. And they have um, scheduling built in to where you can schedule at certain times of day, days in advance. It just makes your social media management much more much easier. As far as the most effective platform for most businesses, it's got to be Facebook across the board. And that's because so many people are spending so much time on there. And with their targeting, the, the advertising and targeting and boosting features, um, I found those to be very effective because of the data that we provide to Facebook. So Facebook knows uh, what kind of news sources we like. They know what kind of memes we hit like on. Uh, they know what kind of content we share with our uh, friends. Um, we, they know what kind of businesses and restaurants we check into so that the data um, that they have makes it very easy for businesses to target potential customers. So Facebook is definitely the best. Um, I would probably say LinkedIn, a close second. LinkedIn is excellent for prospecting, especially if you operate on a business-to-business uh, -business model. You can find the decision makers, you can search by job title very easily on LinkedIn. Um, there is a LinkedIn alternative um, called Alignable that's very easy to use. Probably one of the more underrated social media platforms. Uh, most people probably don't even know about that. Now your Pinterest and your Instagrams, most businesses are not going to be able to produce beautiful imagery for those efforts to be worth. Is a law firm going to be able to produce imagery that's going to be interesting on Pinterest or Instagram? A doctor's office, a CPA firm, probably not. Now, someone that works in the wedding industry, uh, someone that works in the food industry, retail, furniture, uh, anything like that is going to be able to produce imagery that they can put on there uh, and build a following. Um, so th those two won't, won't be effective for everyone. Uh, YouTube is excellent. Most businesses I've encountered do not have the resources to film regularly and to edit regularly for it to be worth worth their time. They, they just don't have the resources and the time to dedicate to uh, a platform like YouTube. And all the social networks, you, you sort of touched on this, they all have their sort of unique characteristics, if you will. So, so LinkedIn right. has a ton of people, but if you look at it as number of people who log on at least weekly, it's not as active as Facebook. Where it's multiple times a day for the- Right, right. <laughs> 
Exactly. We all know those people. <laughs> yep. I'm one of them, unfortunately. <laughs> what is the biggest misconception that small business owners and entrepreneurs have about online marketing? Uh, I think some think that, okay, I can hire this guy. He can do this for me and then we'll be good. And then uh, high rankings, big revenue. SEO is something that you have to keep up with uh, indefinitely. A lot of people I meet, business owners, um, when they call me, there's been an emotional response. Uh, Competition has moved into their market. Competition is outranking them. They have a lot more money to spend on marketing. Or uh, we used to have good rankings and we've lost them. What happened? Why am I not? Why, what happened to my rankings? Why am I not making the revenue that I used to online? So those are, those are two emotional responses. And you also have to understand that with SEO, you are at the mercy of the search engines and their algorithms. So what worked yesterday may not work next month. There's best practices and you have to keep up with what those are. And you do those indefinitely. Um, but you have to be okay with the fact that you're still at the mercy of the search engines and they determine where your business ranks. Yeah, th- th- those are some big misconceptions. Another misconception is uh, people overestimate social, their social media presence and its ability to drive revenue. Just because just you have X amount of followers doesn't mean you're going to make X amount of money. It can, it can vary by industry. Um, but but I, I found that a lot of people overestimate um, social media and its ability to help them grow. So marketing and SEO... It's a journey, not a destination. You're, you're right. never there. It's never done, right? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's long-term. It's definitely not short-term. Now, with pay-per-click advertising, you can get results immediately, but you're going to have to pay for it. Right. That's, that's the trade-off, right? Immediate that's results in a, in a defined sort of beginning and ending to, ending to the campaign, but also means having the budget to do it. Right. And someone that knows what they're doing and knows how to maximize right the budget that you do have. There's a whole technical side to SEO that I think sometimes doesn't get the attention that it deserves, page load speeds, uh, the way your site is architected. And a lot of small business people, because they work with a hosting firm or know someone who created the site for them, maybe don't even have the control over those things to help themselves out. Right. And there was there was a time a few years ago where there was a shift towards user experience and page speed is a big factor in that. If your website takes a while to load, uh, it could be because your images are not optimized. It could be because you have a lot of flash, like embedded videos on your website, a lot of broken pages, a lot of 404s. Yeah, that has to be addressed. And the search engines see a fast website as a good user experience. And also um, one factor I didn't mention was uh, interlinking between pages, making sure your website is easy for the user to navigate. That's one thing you want to make sure that you're uh, doing well. Do you find yourself discussing with clients more often now than you did say two, three, four, five years ago? Um, I think we are moving towards voice search. That is a, um, there was a time where desktop searches, so searches on your MacBook or your PC exceeded your mobile device searches. Few years ago, now there are more searches on mobile devices than on PCs, and now vo- voice searches seems to be the future. Now, to have your website optimized for voice search, if you're if you're doing what you should be doing already, then you're going to do well for voice. 
a, a lot of the factors uh, that help you rank good for voice searches are uh, things you should already be already be addressing, like your uh, citations, your Google My Business, Apple Maps. You want to make sure that you're on all of those platforms. You want to make sure that your schema is implemented into the website. All your pages are optimized, that sort of thing. But voice search, voice searches are the future. Google My Business and reputation management is very important today. If you've noticed on your mobile device, when you do a search for a business, you got the three pack. And there is a correlation with uh, your reviews and where you appear in, in that group of three. So a business with, uh, you know, 500, four star, four and five star reviews is going to rank very well um, with their Google My Business listing on that three pack. The citations are much more important than they used to be, especially after Google My Business um, improved its features. You know, now you can include uh, video in some cases. You can write Google Posts. Um, you can update with holiday hours. It's much more sophisticated than it used to be. Digital media. Digital media is also very important. People, when you look at, when you go into Google Analytics and you look at the bounce rates on content, you can tell that people do not have the attention span to read a thousand word article like they used to. I think people... That could be because of uh, smartphones that's shorten our attention span, but people will seem to prefer digital media. They'd much rather watch a three-minute YouTube video than read a thousand-word article these days. So I think you're going to see that become more and more important. Content is still king. You want to make sure that you're putting great content out there, but eventually videos are going to take over. We all know that 2020 has been a pretty wild ride. Mm -hmm. Uh, has it changed what you do for clients and what your clients are asking you to do? Because it seems like as someone who works with a lot of small businesses and entrepreneurs, I think it's safe to say they've taken the brunt of the hurt in, in 2020 when we talk about the economy. So how has it changed the type of things that they ask you for and, and the services that you can provide them? So there was a time where they would say, okay, let's address everything. Let's do the on-site SEO. Let's do the social media, the content, you know, some of this backend stuff on WordPress. And now, uh, because everyone's been affected financially, everyone's slower than what they were. Now it's, okay, stay within this budget. What's the most important things that we can address that we need to do right now within X amount of hours? So people are, um, people are budgeting more than what they used to. Your business, people who are in your business use a, use a lot of tools. You mentioned the social media management tools. Obviously, we've talked about Google, which has a whole bunch of tools. What are the handful of tools that you absolutely could not do your job without? Uh, I would say the most important one is Google Analytics um, because reporting is a very important part of my job. People want to know how how the campaign's going and they love numbers uh, because it makes it makes it easy for them to understand, um, you know, how, how the campaigns are going, uh, where is the traffic coming from, how long are they staying on the site, what are the most popular pages, which, key, which pages are converting the best, meaning are generating the most phone calls or the most emails, that sort of thing. So, uh, and then you can kind of look at year over year, um, where your website traffic was, you know, this month versus this month last year. Google Analytics is a great tool for that. Close second would probably be Google Search Console, which you can kind of integrate with Google Analytics. It kind of shows your placement in the search results. That's where your, all of your sitemap information is stored. And then you can um, look at how the website is crawled, uh, what, and if there's crawling issues, that sort of thing. 
as well as identify the uh, 404s of the broken pages. So those two definitely. Uh, it's already... funny when you think about it because everyone in SEO, like you said earlier, you're sort of at the mercy of the algorithms, right? There's things you right. can do. Right. But at the same time, Google gives you so many tools. It's like, you know, we have brought you this far. Right. Now you need to figure out the last like 20% or something, right? Right, right. I love WordPress websites. I think those, um, that's definitely the way to go for businesses. Because yeah, WordPress has become the content management system of choice for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you compare that with, Joomla or Squarespace websites that just can't compare. So I love, I love clients that have WordPress, WordPress websites. Yeah, I would, say, I would say those are the main tools I use. All right, John Mann, small business and entrepreneur, SEO and digital marketing services. Can you tell us, give us your website. Tell us where we could find out more about you. You can find me on NashvilleSEOConsultants.com and there you'll find all my uh, social media pages. Uh, if you need help with, uh, I provide free consultations to all potential clients. Uh, give me a call or shoot me an email. I'd be happy to talk with you. All right, John, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, my friend. It's a pleasure. That'll do it for this episode of B2B Nation. Thanks to John Mann for being our guest. Thanks also to my technology advice colleagues, Amy Dunn, Sarah Wingate, and Emily Whalen. Nine out of 10 marketers agree. Emily Whalen is the best podcast show runner in the business. Were you rocking out to our theme song? You were totally rocking out to our theme song. It's composed by Mnemonics in the Guild. Here it is again. We'll see you next time on B2B Nation.